the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Come on, say, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Overflow. Turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. We've got to come tell Welcome to Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Dayspring Chapel. Arise, shine, and excel. Located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now let's listen in to today's message from Pastor David Oluwadara. The Lord will give you a heart that will see important stuff, that will be able to differentiate, that will be able to distinguish between trash and treasure. Amen. If you are not able to distinguish between trash and treasure, you know, if somebody offers you, you know, a nice car versus you wait a few years and I give you a house, you're going to say, give me the car now. I forget about the house. Amen. That's because you you don't know what is treasure and you don't know what is trash. But a wise man, a wise person that is able to see that us understanding knows that a house is better than a car. Amen. So if you know that a house is better than than a car, you're going to suffer for the next few years to wait to have the house. But someone who does not have understanding will say, give me the car. Because he or she wants to show off. Jesus Christ said to the scribes, you are blind. You are foolish. Which one is more important? Is it the temple or the gold of the temple? An ordinary man says, oh, the gold of the temple is more important, you know. Gold, wow, gold, mm, wow, gold. Mm. Feel good about the gold. Give me the gold. Forget about the temple. Amen. And somebody who, again, who is foolish, who is not wise, says, wow, look at the gift on the altar. Wow, those gifts are wonderful. They are expensive. Huh? What's the altar? The altar doesn't look so bright. Hmm? But if you are wise, if you have understanding, then you know that the temple sanctifies the gold. Without the temple... The gold is nothing. It's not a treasure. Amen. And without the altar, the gift is nothing. The altar, the altar, your heart, your heart is the altar. Your life is the altar. If your heart is not good, the gift on it will not be good. The gift could be big. The sacrifice could be big on the altar. But if the altar is not good, forget about the bigness of the sacrifice. Amen. May the Lord give us understanding in the name of Jesus. Really, the real question 
The real question is, does God require a sacrifice to come before him? Does God require a sacrifice to come before him? Um, if I were to ask any one of you this question, what would be your answer? So there is no, there is yes. Does God require a sacrifice to come before him? Yes and no. Yes, God requires that you come before him with your heart. You are the sacrifice. You are the sacrifice that God takes pleasure in. So, does God require a sacrifice to come before him? Yes and no. Yes, in the sense that God requires that you come before him with your heart. You are the sacrifice. You are the sacrifice. So that is yes, you are the sacrifice. He wants you to come before him with your heart. If you don't come with your heart, no, you can't come before him. You have to come before him with your heart open. If you don't come before him with your heart open, forget it. Remember that scripture in Ezekiel, I believe, that says some people will go to the prophets or go to God and inquire of God. And God says, when they come to you, I will answer them by what? By what is in their heart, by the God in their heart, by the idol in their heart. Because they've already made up their mind before coming. So if they come and say, Lord, what shall I do? What shall we do? God says, go and do what you want to do. I will answer you by the God, by the idol in your heart. Or you say, Lord, we don't know what to do. But really, you know what to do. You are only asking because you just want to see what God will say. And God will say, go and do what you want to do. Amen. Wasn't that the case with Balaam? Hmm? Wasn't that the case with the children of Israel when they asked for a king? God said, okay, yeah, go and do what you want to do. But it's not because God is saying, go and do what you want to do. It's not because God is saying yes. So again, does God require a sacrifice to come before him? Yes, he requires a sacrifice to come before him. We are the sacrifice to come before him. No, God does not require a sacrifice to come before him. God does not require a gift in your hand before you can have access to him. No, in the sense that God does not require a gift in your hand before you can have access to him. God requires your heart, not your hand. He wants to see your heart, not what is in your hands. Praise God. So, this is very clear from Psalm 51, where by the Holy Spirit. King David spoke as he repented of his sins. And he says, from verse 16 actually, for you do not desire sacrifice. You do not desire sacrifice or else I will give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not reject these, O oh God, you will not despise. A repentant heart, the law will never cast away. The law will never cast away. The law will never reject a repentant heart. A heart of submission. That is the sacrifice that you come with. That is the sacrifice that God requires. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. Amen. God takes pleasure in his people, not things. God takes pleasure in his people, not in things. Romans 12, 1, 
Romans 12, 1 says, I beg you, therefore, brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your bodies, give your life, give your heart to God as a living sacrifice. Amen. Give yourself to God as a living sacrifice. Not a dead sacrifice. As a living sacrifice. Amen. He said, this is your true worship. Meaning, give yourself totally to God. Give yourself completely to God. Your mind, your thoughts, your thinking, your intelligence, your strength, your feelings, your spirit, your soul, your body. Give yourself totally to God. You see, this is your reasonable service. This is your act of worship. Give yourself totally to God as a living sacrifice without holding back anything. Give yourself completely to God. The potency of your prayer sacrifice is predicated on your life being first of all a sacrifice, an offering, an incense, a sweet fragrance to God. The potency of your prayer sacrifice is predicated on your life, first of all, being a sacrifice, an offering, an incense, or a sweet fragrance to God. You see 2 Corinthians 2, verses 14 and 15 saying to us, Now, thanks be to God, who always causes us to triumph, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. What always causes us to be successful in Christ. What always causes us to do well in Christ. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Through us, God spreads his knowledge. The knowledge of God is spread through us as a fragrance. As a fragrance. As a fragrance. That just talks about, you know, if you live the life, your life expresses God effortlessly. Amen. Fragrance. It's just there, you know, being spread around. You don't have to do anything about the fruit. Once it's on you, it's on you. You don't have to do anything. So if you give your life to God completely, God is revealed in your life. If you give your life to God as a sacrifice, as an offering, even God spreads himself or makes himself knowledgeable to the people around you Through that sacrifice, amen, through that sacrifice, God makes himself known to those around you. This is actually very powerful. If you read on verse 15, it says, For we are to God the fragrance of Christ. We are to God the fragrance of Christ. Wow. We are to God the fragrance. So Christ has a fragrance, a sweet smell to God. Amen. Christ smells good to God. Christ smells good to God. I say we are to God the fragrance of Christ. We smell good to God like Christ smells good to God. Oh, may you smell good to God like Christ smells good to God. Amen. We are to God the fragrance of Christ. There is a fragrance of Christ. We are to God the fragrance of Christ. Meaning you smell good to God like Christ does. Oh, may that be your life. Totally, completely. Because Christ gave his life completely to God. He was a sacrifice, a pleasing sacrifice to God. 
And he says, we are to God the fragrance of Christ. Among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Amen. That is actually very deep. Mark 12. Mark 12, 41 to 44. Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury and saw how the people put money into the treasury. The house of God has a treasury. What is a treasury? A storehouse. A place where you keep what? Treasures. Amen? So the house of God has or had or has even now. Of course, the house of God that was built in the time of Moses, you know, the tabernacle, the house of God that was built, the temple that was built in the time of Solomon had treasuries. And in the treasuries, in the storehouses of God, they kept treasures, things dedicated to God, things for the, the priests and the use of the temple and the use of the people. In fact, no one could be richer than the temple. No one should be richer than the temple. It's the storehouse of God. How can anyone be richer than the storehouse of God? Hmm? Unfortunately, these days, there are many who are richer than the house of God. We hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast. Come worship with us at Dayspring Chapel, located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Again, that's 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Sunday worship is at 1 p.m., Bible study and prayers on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. You may contact Pastor David for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778. Again, that's 857-266-0778. Until tomorrow at this same time, Monday through Friday, arise, shine, and excel.